y'all. Hey, y'all. We were just talking about trash. Trash. So, good evening, everyone. <laughs> good evening, Welcome good evening, Welcome to episode, good epi episode. I mean, that's all right. That's episode all right. 69 of the BGKH show with Dominion and Epic. Exclusively on Vox Power 373. So, before we get into it, I got something that's about to change your motherfucking life. So, I need you to open your mouth, need you to close your eyes and open your mouth. And I'm going to put something in your mouth that's about to change your life. See, this is, this is how just really bad. close your eyes. <laughs> I just want y'all to understand. Open that your mouth. This is how a really bad 1980s porn movie has started. Exactly. All right. So keep your eyes closed. Your eyes aren't closed, honey. My eyes are not closed. My your eyes, eyes are, are not closed. Up. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Open your mouth. Your life has changed. There you go. Oh, no, no, girl. This one is yours. This is the one you, buy, you bit off of. That's yours. That's oh, yours. so now you said something wrong with my mouth? No, girl, but I don't... <laughs> I, I can theorize where your mouth has been. And, <laughs> and you going to talk about my mouth? I mean, just because you got a lazy jaw. I'm a, I mean, listen, listen. I'm just saying. I'm a ray of goddamn sunshine. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So, Well, anyway. lazy goddamn jaw. So, hold on. Let me get a bite. This is good. So, this is called a butter bar. And it is from my new favorite store, who is not a sponsor, by the way. But but you can be. They would never be. Oh. My new favorite store, Balducci's. Balducci's is one of those fancy, rich, white people grocery stores yeah. where you... Um, where, you know, they've got like a, you know, like a pre-cooked food section. And they also have like a regular grocery section where you can buy, you know, expensive soap made from grass. You know, Tide is like, you know, a gallon bottle is maybe ten ninety nine. This is like $40 for six ounces. You know, some shit like that. Sure. But the pre-cooked food, because it's all like gourmet, is it. And this. You're going to eat the rest of that, honey? I'm going to eat the rest of it, but I'm savoring it. Sorry, I'm was savoring good. it. Balducci, I'm trying to remember last. Was, do I remember seeing a Balducci's in Northwest, like Upper Northwest somewhere? No, there are three of them in the area. One is apparently in Manassas. Okay. There's one. Oh, no, not in Manassas. One is in like Tyson's Corner area. Okay. One is on Old George, Georgetown Road in Bethesda. And Bethesda. one. Is right down by the water in Alexandria. So wait, the one in Bethesda, that's up there. That's going towards, um, uh, what's that old mall? I mean, not the old mall. Uh, it used to be like a Dave Democracy Boulevard and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yes. Okay. All mm -hmm. right. All right. Okay. All right. So yeah. She was cute. So I've been fucking these up. How many you got left? In this box? Well, that None. box is empty. But bitch, how many you got left? Do I need to come by and, you know, just... There's plenty in there. Visit. There's plenty at the Balducci's. <laughs> That wasn't what I asked, honey. We know that, honey. <laughs> so, and you're welcome to go and get as many as you like from the Balducci's. Well, I appreciate you giving me permission to go and get as much Balducci's butter bars as I can and possibly get. I appreciate welcome. that. Mm -hmm. See, this see that's how see this is how everything what works. Friends do. That's what that's how everything works. That's how it all works. Yes. Um, 
Listen, we so listen. BGKH, the blacks, the gays, the kings, and the humans, honey. Right. Listen, and we're, we're all we're, we're, we're here. Yeah. Right. There we go. Okay. So, so how was your week? Here's why I bought you the butter bar. You know to get your spirit right. So let me just explain that um, I, while I was preparing to go out of town to Norfolk, mm -hmm. shout out to Aphrodite and to K9 who came and met me. Had a really good time. Went to the damn sushi bar. I mean, Sushi King, um, which was actually pretty interesting. Like, I really enjoyed myself at the Sushi King place. Um, the it was it was really good. Like, I'm not a really big sushi fan, but I had a good time there. So anyway, and the company was there was, was great as well. Aphrodite was like a clown as usual, which I didn't really realize. And then you didn't know that. Oh my god, she's a mess, honey. Um, In the best possible way. Yeah. I sent you that text message about the um, the mess. Yeah, mm -hmm. but so we'll chat about that. But anyway, that so, yeah, was hilarious. Mm -hmm. I, I'm only gonna say that was hilarious. Yeah, but so anyway, um, that was a great time, and I thank you all for coming out and, and supporting um, because I was happy to see some other people there. I was with my coworker who I like. And I love to death. Mm -hmm. um, but, but at that particular moment, I was not in the, the best frame of mind. And let me tell you why. Okay. The moment I'm getting ready to pull out of my driveway, I mm -hmm. was talking to my roommate. My roommate goes over to the mailbox and grabs some stuff out the mailbox. Uh-huh. It was this very thick envelope, and it was addressed from Philadelphia. And I was like, Here what is go this? With the bullshit. I was like, what is this? This is going to make piss me off. Mm -hmm. Well, to make a long story short, and I think no, I girl, may have... No, take as long as you need. No, I... No, I... Because I... I'm... I'm... I'm yeah. Because I was mad on your behalf when you told the, me about it. The long and short of it is, I am I got a letter from a family member, specifically mm -hmm. my uncle. Yes. Who is now, has gone to a lawyer to draft up a POA. Power of attorney. Mm -hmm. Over top of the one that I have. Okay. And revoked my power of attorney through this law firm that he's gone through. Now. I have several issues with Dewey, this. Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe? I love my family, and I love the fact that... LocalNiggasDoLaw.com? I love my family, and I love the fact that... <laughs> Listen, we, we all generally know have got that girl that good relationships and good friendships with right. people that will do shit for you. But you and I don't know, know there's that one chick or that one dude that graduated at the bottom of his class in law school. When I say the bottom, I mean... In a class of 100, he was number 100. He was like at the bottom of his class. And he preys on your your uncle's older, on these older people who don't really know the law. And like, yeah, I could just write another power of attorney on top of a power of attorney that you already got. Any reputable lawyer would be like, you, you, well, you can't do that. So let me, let me tell you some more. Okay. So I also believe that we have these friends mm -hmm. that will just do shit that you ask them to do. Mm -hmm. Purpose, fine. And look. Like the local dude that'll write do the law. Let me be clear. That'll get you the right. prescriptions. Let me be clear. I'm never, I'm never going to sit back and say that, you know, I haven't had my run-ins with the law and mm -hmm. people for whatever. I, like, I'm never going to say that. And th this is how I was raised. This is what my family does. Whole epic and this is what. The whole epic family is shiesty. So, you know, just. Hold on, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to come back to that. <laughs> But in that, you, in that same vein, uh -huh. I have a feeling that this is somebody that my uncle knows. And I mean, listen, whatever. I, mm -hmm. I'm not. This is this is my thoughts. 
And I and say I've this been, because I've the Dominion family, the Dominion family is shisty. I feel like we well, are right. the unshisty ones in and the family I'm not e- I'm that not don't even, even fuck with the rest of the family because we ain't trying to get involved in that shisty. I have shit. to sometimes fight with my own shistiness sometimes, but you know that's that's my own struggle. I do sometimes. I I do. But anyway, so. Basically, mm-hmm. this particular letter, and it was two pieces. It was the power of attorney. It was also some was any Maryland. In it? it was a Maryland financial <laughs> responsibility thing. Not, if they, not if, only wait. If, not <laughs> only wait. Not only were there inconsistencies in the letter. I'm mean, in the power of attorney because it said it gives my uncle, my mother's son, power of attorney. There was also a question about. And I don't even know if I should be talking about those, but I'm going to say all this. I'm going to say this in as general terms as possible. There's a question mm-hmm. about who these witnesses were on these on these on this particular form because Boo Boo and Ray Ray from around the corner. Well, Boo Boo and Ray Ray's sisters oh. from around the corner. And the problem that I have is a, you are not a notary, meaning my uncle. B, so it's not even never, a notarized she document. She has never left the facility. Mm-hmm. And see, I remember when I went and had this power of attorney done that I literally had to take my mother there with me to the lawyer. And yeah, the you can't. Yeah, you can't. And just the sign. witnesses that were there were actually employees that actually came into the exactly. room after after exactly. he sat with my mother one on one and asked her several questions to figure out what the hell was going on and where she was and whether or not she really wanted to do this. Then everything was signed. So. On top of all that, son versus uncle versus power of attorney versus the, I don't know who these chicks are from out of town, on top of the handwritten information on here, I done got pissed off, mm-hmm. and this is what my drive down to Norfolk looked like. And another thing, fuck all you No. Fuck all you I'm bitches. sitting in the car with, again, my coworker. I, I, like, I like him. I, I, I can even say I love him because he's cool. He's, he's very cool. But it's at that, that moment, met. yes, mm. at that moment, I really wasn't trying to hear him. And it, was, it wasn't just him. Was it would have been anybody. It was just anybody. Like, at this moment, I just needed silence. Quiet. Like, just quiet. Mm-hmm. And I really got like you was halfway about to be like, girl, here's a bus just stop. Shut the you fuck need to up. get all the way to Norfolk because I got to turn around and go back to Philly and handle some motherfucking business right now. I will be there in time for the meeting to start on Monday, but I got to go and I got to go right now. And I literally had that because con- I had that thought after I got the text message from my little cousin. Oh, was that the, 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 the text? Me- was this another text message or the one that you showed? I don't think me? I shared that. The text message that was she told you said, fuck you. Uh, yeah. Because, oh, you know, okay. I was sitting there thinking to myself, I was because I picked the car up on that Friday, and I was like, I could, turn I could just roll up this motherfucker. I could just, I could roll up on her ass and just meet her at her door. Say that shit to my face, bitch. Like, I really was at that point, and I was like, so again, all of this happening mm. on top of my mother already being in the hospital because mm. she had a UTI and all this other stuff, and uh, unfortunately... You know, she wanted it. Help, it affects her behavior and all, like all different types of shit. Listen, because, UTI affects you when you everything right. is cool. But the difference is with her, she wasn't able to express what was wrong with her, or what she right. thought was wrong. So then that kind of manifests itself in a couple of different ways. So listen, yeah. there were anyway. I so, did all of that. You I was pissed off. It I was us. so we understand. We all know that your mother is suffering from dementia. You imagine <laughs> a normal if you weren't feeling well and you could express yourself when you can't adequately express yourself. You lash out and so that makes it more Listen. difficult so i understand so after being at the hospital with her right. for a couple hours mm-hmm. and the woman had stayed the night before and i told her i was leaving trying to go to work because i had something to do for work next day, you know we got all that i'm in the car and you now sitting there you just 
flat your gums. And I'm like, and then, like, girl, and then he wouldn't show up. And he, it, you know, was, it, I was listening. I was gonna suck his dick, but he and he just keep talking and talking and talking. You know who this is? You probably would have stabbed him in the face. But literally, uh-huh. it was nothing that he was saying that I really wanted to hear at that moment. Right. And it's nothing that he would have said in any other moment that I probably wouldn't have paid attention to right. because I just wasn't. But I was in this headspace where I was like, I don't even hear what you're saying. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even like I was just like. And at one point he fell asleep and I was like, oh, thank, thank God. God. And I was just like, just let me process. Mm-hmm. So should have stopped at the bar and be like, hey, about you. How about you have like 10 drinks real quick? Listen, my ass was rolling down. I had this motherfucking Chevy Impala, Chevy Impala, mm-hmm. I was dry, which was actually nice, but the motherfucking GPS system or the screen was just garbage. Like you couldn't, it was so difficult to, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. So I was just in a bad space. And so when I got there, I had to deal with these, the 94 participants that came up that I'm working with and that were asking stupid questions. They're asking me shit. And I'm just kind of like, Y'all are making this more difficult for me. And I'm trying, and it's me. I realize it's me, but I'm just pulling away from shit. Now, I realized what I was going to do, which was contact my lawyer and figure out what was going on. Mm -hmm. The lawyer who actually wrote up the POA. And I kind of said to him, you know, he had the same questions. Who are these people? What is the spelling? Why is this the son? What is this? And I was like, you know, I I expressed him. I said, you know, I'm not sure if this is somebody, a friend of family and it's the lawyer. He said, oh, no, I know the lawyer. I said, oh. Okay. He said, but did you read anything in here about anything other than this letter saying that something's been revoked, whatever? And I was like, from what I saw, this, it didn't say none of that. He was like, yeah, so these are my rates. This is how much I charge, and I'll probably need about two hours. And so when you pay that, I'll go ahead and respond. Mm-hmm. I was like, so on top of everything else going on in my life, I now have to do that before right. I leave. So I, my For week. L.A. Exactly. Because you're going to L.A. Yes, I am. Yes. Um. And th- listen, we had we had this conversation earlier via text message. You have no, well, you know this, but y'all have no idea of how I am at this particular moment. Like I am so looking forward <laughs> to wheels up, landing, being around people that I want to be around, mm-hmm. not having to worry about anything in that particular moment. Right. And then, on top of everything else, taking my fat ass out on a boat so I can sit in the sun like a pat of butter and just spread. I don't want to I don't want to do like listen, there's one or two things I want to do. I just want to sit down and do nothing. I just want to disconnect because when I'm on the water Guess what? I ain't got no cell phone service. I'm good. Like, I don't, what the fuck I need to talk to anybody about? Listen, the last shit. cruise we was on, uh, my little brother was like, well, I'm going to get Hand in. How am I going to be in town? I was like, girl, I go I'm on these cruises so I can't be I involved just, with listen, bitches. So I'm looking forward to this. And and so my week was just, and then on top of that, I had a, another program that we were dealing with at work that mm-hmm. I, that's now going to jump off tomorrow. And I was trying to plan with that. And I'm working with my boss who is great at what she does, but she's that person that will just kind of say to you, so what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? What about this? What about this? And I'm like, I'm good. This is the first time we've been doing this. So we do this and what about this? What about this? Have I ever not done this? And it's all these things. And in the process of me saying that, I did overlook something. I overlooked the fact that I was supposed to do something before I left because I was leaving. And if you hadn't been busy answering her fucking questions, you would have got everything. Not even that, but if I was in the office, because once I leave, because that's not in my pay grade for me to access my computer, my laptop, like that's not in my pay grade. Mm-hmm. I don't have a cell phone. I don't have, mm-hmm. like, I don't do that stuff. Like my, th- this right here, there is nothing on here that says work that I'm ever going to access. You give me a, a work phone or work laptop, 
I will access whatever you need me to access. But this right here, no, ma'am, we're not doing that. So normally in one of my checks and balances, because I go and check the system, do other things, I would have caught these things. But mm -hmm. it's okay. As I'm doing my regular check and balances today, I found three things that were that were incorrect. I had to reach out to them and for tomorrow and do some other stuff. So I mean, it's okay. And I I said a conversation, had a conversation with her, saying this is where I am. This is what has happened. This was my fault. So I take ownership of it. This is what it is. Like I'm not. There's nothing to lie about. There's nothing. It, this is what it is. Like this is what I overlooked. So here's where we are. But everything else is under control. I'll see you tomorrow. Like that's mm. where I'm at. So this week has just been really kind of fucked up. Um, I was also talking to my cousin, um, who love her to death, and I'm not even sure if she's looking right now, but. Um, she, her husband, not the one who said, fuck you. No, no. Her husband, prostate cancer mm. at a very far and advanced stage. They're basically at five to eight years and you know, all types of stuff. And so, you know, on top of her issues, on top of everything else, mm -hmm. life is still moving. So she has her daughter that's still in college. Right. She had to drive to Philadelphia for a birthday party. And so she sent me a picture of her sitting there at the birthday party for her niece with a drink, and she's like, I am trying to smile and keep a straight face right now. Right. And I was like, oh, girl, I understand. Trust and me. look, I get it, life goes on. And after all of that, on top of everything else, while we're having conversations and we were just catching up and what was, and you know, letting each other know what's going on, she wound up being like the guardian angel or like the saving, saving grace for me to actually be able to finish doing whatever I fucking need to do mm -hmm. for this trip. So mm -hmm. thank you, Kazo. love you for that. But it's just been a fucked up week. And like, I'm just hope, and I'm you're, you're at that anxious, not anxious point, but like, I don't feel like it's gonna, I'm gonna pull it together type of thing. Like, okay, well, I still gotta do this. And I gotta, and I'm like, just stop, just relax. Everything just take yourself fine. and it's gonna be fine. And I was like, all right, this is what it is. So listen, I've just had one of the weeks, but I'm, listen, I'm laying low, doing nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to stay focused. Cause as I logged onto my account and it said, you have 18 more days to cruise. I said, oh, shit, I forgot about that. And I was Bitch, like, we yes! Are, we are on the countdown. And then when I put my vacation in and stuff, I was like, my boss was like, you're leaving when? You're coming back when? She's like, that's a long time. I was I like, know. yeah, girl, I'm going. Bye. Listen, them girls, them girls at work was talking about, yeah, so uh, you're going to be in Denver next week for this thing, and then the week after, I'm going to come see you. And you get you. in Wednesday, right? I get in Monday. Are you going to Monday? Okay, yes, so I, I'm going to get it until Thursday. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, he was like, yeah, so, you know, I'm going to come in the week of the 8th. I was like, the week of the 8th? I Listen, we didn't <laughs> had this conversation like the week that I started, and I've reminded you many a time. The week of the 8th, I'm going to be in L.A. The week of the 13th, I'm going to be in the middle of the ocean. So, it's, yeah. it's not going to I mean, y'all, airport still fun do. function right. while I'm not there. You might see me at this airport as I'm going out the door. Not even this airport. But, but okay, that, yeah. Listen. Okay. Listen, so with, as far as my phone is concerned, Redacted Airlines pays me enough to have the email on the phone. Good for you. And I fold, no, just be clear. No, no, I'm just, just saying. Just be clear. During work hours, if I'm, I see some shit, and if it's an emergency, but the kind of job that I have ain't an emergency kind of job. And the thing, if, if, if they need me for some emergency situation, then the whole airport is fucked up. Right. Because what? I'm not the, I am not the bitch to call if when some shit go wrong. That's not my function for and the wait airlines. A wait a minute. So I, I didn't go into work on Monday because of the the um, nonsense with the disruption of traffic and all that, the parade and the yeah. protests and all that stuff. So I was like, I'm not going in town. Mm -hmm. My phone rang at 8:30 in the morning. It was my boss who was asking me a question of where's the list for this particular. Like, girl, we all I was like, I am off. like, and I love her to death, but I was like, girl, I am off, and you're asking me for the. So, but then it dawned on me, she doesn't know how to work the system. She has no idea of how to actually get into this computer system and actually pull up the roster for it. And I was like, 
The last roster that I have is actually on my desk. Did she call you or she texted you or emailed you? No, no, she called you? me. Oh, I was going to say, because she emailed she you. She was like, I didn't see the email. No, no, she called me. My email, my work email, although I can probably access it through MSN, but I'm not doing, I, and I've told her, I'm not doing that. When I started here, you all, because I left from one office to the next, that phone that I had, it went with it. So guess what? This position, I don't do anything. That's not in my pay grade. And the fact that I interviewed for the other position that actually has the phone, great, good for him, because he always answers, answers email, my coworker. That's great. That's wonderful. But that's not in my job description. That's not what I do. I just, and I love him for it, but you know, hey. But anyway, but it's been a fucked up week. How has your week been? I, I have two pieces of advice. One, before you leave, you make sure that facility knows that she is not to leave that facility under no circumstances. And if you can do it, she's not to be alone with any, any of them people. A, they don't know I'm leaving yet, but I'm going to have to explain to them because I, cause I don't want them to call me about anything or any other nonsense. Well, you need to designate but somebody that have, you trust. Right, I already have Like your cousin up. or something. I already have that set up, right. Okay. So I, we, we on the same page. B, you know what this is all about. And oh, I've said I, this to you before. Nothing, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna use language. Nothing gets niggas excited more than the prospect of some money or some property that they didn't have to work for. And we've already talked about the fact that what you're doing with your mama's house and you're trying to let that go and how these hoes was going to buy it and ain't got their shit together and everything. And so they trying to get everything under her name, under their name so they can take over Miss Mary's house and live there for free. And, you know, they thinking. You listen, I have listened to you talk about this. Listen, we are the same age. I know exactly how this goes. Your uncle is the same age as same age as my uncles. And they always trying to pull a stunt or a scheme or some something. When my grandfather died, they didn't report that he had died for three fucking years so that they could keep living in the house. Because listen. My grandfather bought this house in 19, 1971. It was a hundred, the mortgage on it was like $420 for this 3,000 square foot house in Capitol Heights and wow. shit. You know, so, because if you had had to put it in their name, that mortgage would have gone away and they yeah. would have had to pay for 3,000 square foot at the going rate. Probably at somewhere that like $2,000 a month. Right. And, you know, so it was all of this foolishness or whatever. And, Anyway, so that was a mess. So, so that's those are my two pieces of advice. Yeah. Whenever, they, whenever they say is about your mama, don't, don't, don't feel like you know they. There is no altruism here. That doesn't mean that your brother, that your uncle doesn't love his sister. Oh, I'm absolutely. not suggesting that. No. I am saying that there is a great deal of self interest in this. And I, the other piece of this is. And this is the, the other piece of mm-hmm. this is when I my interactions with them, I realize that they both become six or seven or eight year old kids when it comes to their sister. Like, that's how they're acting. Like, they're like, oh, because she uh, is she the oldest. She is the oldest girl. OK, but one older and one younger. So that's that's how this rolls. Right. Yeah. So. We I, listen. I get it. They want to protect her. They all, you know, they want to be. I'm the big brother. Yeah, but they try to protect you from from her fucking son. Her, and I'm like, but I'm like, okay, well, nah, bro. If they were, I'm if like, they were really interested, if that, if if, and you, listen, I'm on your side, and we we could we could talk just like we could right. talk about my father and his uncle forever. I'm, you know, if they had really been interested when she was living in Philadelphia, and why you were like, aren't you there? Right, when you were like, well, hey, can you take can you take uh. 
take your sister to this appointment, whatever. Everybody was ghost. People's phone didn't work. You know, no one was home. No one was available. But yeah, you know, they, could be, they couldn't drove be, up. Right. Took off time for right. work to drive and up. So then you were like, well, this. fine. Since y'all want to do, I'm going to take her down, put her down here where she's closer to me. And then everybody's like, we'll never get to see her. Well, you never saw her when she was there right down the street. So let's analyze this. There are seven people, mm -hmm. seven people. Mm -hmm. One of them is not even a family member mm -hmm. that may go and see her. I'm going to give him credit as a, as a, he will definitely go and see her. Mm -hmm. The cousin that just said, fuck you, mm -hmm. she's not going to go see her. Right. Because she has a daughter and, you know, she works and everything else. Mm -hmm. My other cousin, mm -hmm. who came down to visit me, her and her sister, she does the same exact thing and cares for her. I mean, it cares for someone that, that has the same issues that she has. Right. So she's not going to go see her. But, you know, according to the Bible and, and her church and how, what she does, you know, it's all about, you know, checking in with people. But she's not going to go see her. Right. My other cousin, who came down with her, her sister... They haven't really spoken in 11 years. So that relationship, while she's not mad and neither one of them are mad, we can count that out because she's not doing that. Right. The aunt, she takes care of my grandmother. So we already know that that's out. The uncle, which is the one who did this POA stuff, great. You Okay, you want to put her some other place? Okay, great, that's fine. But remember, you can't drive at night, so you can't go see her at night. That Because you said you can't see at night, right? You, that's what you said. You said you can't see at night. Which is why you could never come take her to appointments or do anything that was any time after dusk. And the other uncle that's down here that's now 35 minutes away from her, he mm -hmm. never comes home. So out of these seven people, you have one, one that right. may go and see her right. on a regular basis. And he is not even in relation to her and will stop by and call her on a regular. I'm going to give him that. Right. So I was... We're, but anyway. We, we yeah. know that on some level this is entertaining to all of you, and that's fine. But this is also, this is I mean, life there, are, some real bullshit. there are a lot of people who are our age, slightly older, slightly younger, and in some cases, significantly younger. One of the unfortunate things is that we're all going to, at some point, not all, but there is a strong chance that you mm -hmm. will have to take care of a relative. Yes. They may not have dementia. My father never had dementia, but he was just a cranky old man who never got over the fact that his marriage didn't work out. So he just let himself go and was slowly killing himself. Your mother or father or aunt or uncle or grandparent might be different, but you're going to have to deal with this. So learn from what we're going through. Get Listen, if it falls to you to take care of that person, Please treat it as an honor. Do not treat it as a burden because whoever it was that you're being asked to take care of sacrificed tons of shit for you. They, they could have been on cruises. They could have been doing all kinds of shit. And so now they need you to take care of them when they're helpless, just like they took care of your ass when you was helpless. So that's one. Two, get all your shit together. Please if get you your need documentation a power attorney, and your paperwork and the, shit while they are lucid. Lucid. And do, have, it's a difficult yeah. conversation. Have, have the conversation, conversation now about what they want to do when they, they want to do it, when they want to do it, who should be with your alternatives. And right. talk about that openly amongst the family. Right. And document it with a lawyer. Exactly. That's once you do that, everybody's on the same page. So all the arguments and stuff can start ahead of time. Right. That's it. And as far as, you know, listen, most funeral homes, while they're alive, you can pay on the something. You can pay like $20, $30 a month 
or whatever, pay it out of their social security or their retirement or whatever. So did you would at least be halfway or three quarters or all the way paid when they die? And Stop then early. the benefit of that is that you already know exactly what it is they want. They've already paid everything. And first of all, if, if let's say you do that now and your grandparent doesn't die or your father doesn't die for 20 years, you've already locked in. I, I mean, I hate to make this like a financial calculation, but, but it is you've locked in a casket in 2039 at 2019 prices. That's already paid for. So and they got to give you that start because you've got a contract that says this is what we're going to provide. Yep. It comes down to that because, listen, you don't want to be like me and my sister were. Luckily, me and my sister were, were kind of were, were tight about it. And we were both on the same page. It was like, but why are we spending like $10,000 on a casket? Mm, we ain't doing none of that. Yeah, What's like the least expensive casket that we can afford that don't have him looking like Boo Boo the Fool? And we agreed on And that was still $3,000. So, listen. Have all of these discussions. Talk about it openly. Yep. If it falls to you, get your power of attorney. And listen, there's no such thing as canceling out a power of attorney but just by is. writing a document. But there is there, the possibility of a dual power of attorney. That it is, is a possibility. But that and, dual but again, only only person that can do that is either the person who has the existing power of attorney or the person for whom the power of attorney has been written for. So exactly. they, if they were lucid enough to say, I want these two people to handle it, or if they're able to prove in a court of law that there has been abuse or fraud or something by the current holder of the power of attorney, then you can do that. But you just can't get old, any old lawyer, you know, um, Joel Niggerstein. <laughs> We'll write that down. Joel Nickerstein. Joel Nickerstein on the corner to write old, uh, any old power of attorney and listen, spell the documents right. If it's spelled right, I'm just going to be like, well, this is, well, this is bullshit. So anyway, so, so the only thing exciting I, I did over the weekend, because I purposely was like, this is a quiet ass weekend for me. I did a float on Sunday. Oh, and the thing again. Yes. Okay. Oh, it was lovely. Oh, it just felt like. <laughs> it just felt like. It's like, who can say what <laughs> So I was like, yes, I still have one more in the package that I bought. So I'm definitely going to be using those whenever I need to, like, de-stress or just, you know, relax and chill or whatever. So that was that was uh, about that. Other than that, I am prepping for this motherfucking yeah. cruise and this trip because I'm going to be gone for two weeks. In fact, we is now is as good a time to tell you that after today... Cause I'm gonna be in Denver next week for work. Oh yeah. So after today, we will not be back until uh, October the 23rd. Well, wait. We have today. We have the second. I mean, yeah, that's when I'll be in, in Denver. And then the night. Oh, that's right. You, and I'll be I, in I'll, LA. Yeah. yeah. We'll see you on the. We'll see, we'll see you on, on the 23rd. 23rd. Yeah, yes. we'll see you on the 23rd. See you on yeah. the 23rd. Listen, and when we get back on the 23rd, we will have a lot this, to this talk This is going to be at least a two-part episode because we're going to have a lot, a lot to talk to about. Talk about. We're going to have some remotes because we're definitely going to do some... some we can, gonna, yeah, yeah, we can we talk gonna, about yeah, that. We're going to do all of that. So, let's start. So, our brister, our line, our, not my line brother, one of our brothers, uh, Sean, who is um, a sex-positive educator and, you know... I love him to death. You know, he, he, he is very heavily into, um, uh, Oxy. 
Oxy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Just very heavily into um, not protesting. I'm trying to think of the right word. Social justice. So, yeah. Social justice around issues of uh, people of color, around trans issues, and that sort of thing. So he said that he was online looking for resources, right? And he said he wanted to find some education on the BDSM community. Not that he can't get it from Onyx, but, you know, he just wanted to get some, other some more. Yep. So he found this thing called Princeton BDSM. <clears throat> I'm going to let you go ahead and start on this one because I, I, <sighs> I, I, this part right here, I just want to go over that part right there. Yeah, I'll start with here and then you can go here. Yeah. All right. They call themselves, it's Princeton BDSM, the Ivy League of BDSM. We are an Ivy League of BDSM. We live the lifestyle as a therapeutic practice, taking a holistic approach. We approach BDSM as a path, a path, excuse me, path, path of personal growth and empowerment. We are vegetarian, gluten, caffeine, nicotine, and alcohol free. Pause. Immediately I'm out. Yep. <laughs> I'm out <laughs> immediately. No meat, no liquor. I'm out. <laughs> no, no meat, meat, no liquor. No liquor. I'm out. Listen, I don't even drink coffee like that, but no caffeine, no nicotine. I mean, listen, and no gluten, no bread. Bitch, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Anyway, we have an extensive, extensive facilities, two BD studios, suspension equipment, a two person sensory deprivation tank. Dog cages, sauna, jail, massage room, stocks, St. Andrew's Cross, 10-person hot tub, which I'm not going to get in we, we, because <laughs> I just already know that those vegetarian, gluten, caffeine, Ooh. and nicotine, mm. nicotine and alcohol-free mm. fools don't bathe. Mm. Mm. Where, where was I? Where was I? Sort of, sort of, sort of, no, no. 10-person hot, hot tub. tub and myriad instruments which they never clean, I'm sure. Our services include master slave, excuse me, master submission training, kinky dinner parties, full of bland, tasteless food, and lectures, which I'm sure there are plenty. We also have space for coloring ceremonies, rites of passage, and any other events. We are looking for open-minded individuals. Please hold that in Hold that mm. in, in mind. Mm. Open-minded individuals who are interested in evolving. Keep that word in mind. Mm -hmm. too. Circle that. Our trainees are held to the same high standards to which we hold ourselves. We'll come back to that as well. Mr. Epic, I turned over to you. Yeah, so here's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. This was under the facts, the FAQs, by right. the way. And as I look at their page, I was trying to figure out like, well, I'm like, well, okay, I'm looking at the pictures. And I was like, mm. I saw the little toys and I was like, okay, this is an interesting collection of toys. And I said, okay, well, it's not much that I've seen, that I haven't seen or I haven't seen other brothers that have this extensive amount. But I get to this FAQ page and it says, ask these questions of how do I join or whatever. But no, this girl, was there the was only, only one FAQ. Yeah, this is the only question. I'm sorry, normal FAQ pages have other questions, but this is the only question on the page. And it says, and I quote, can I become a house member if I'm overweight? So right there, I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> there we go. Let me quote you what is actually on their page. It says, weight is a sensitive issue, and we acknowledge the 
physical, psychological, hormonal, and other difficulties associated with it. While we prefer a healthy, fit, thin, and curvy female, we will accept others only if they are willing to change their food habits, addictions, allergic reactions, inflammations, obsessions, compulsions, etc., while learning from us. Let's stop right there. You said a healthy, fit, thin, and curvy female that we will accept. Th that's a lot. Healthy, fit, thin, and curvy. So you have this okay. Jessica Rabbit fantasy that's of this what, perfect right. little submissive so that whole combination, woman that you were looking for. And she, listen, she I'm not suggesting that those kind of women don't exist, but right. you're looking for a fantasy, not a real woman. And for me, you just said female. So I was like, oh, I'm out. So, I mean, while I appreciate the human, the, the, the human body and the female body, that's it. It's just females. Okay, well, I mean, all right, cool. But and again, so you're only you know, saying you, you say but you, you specifically offer, say females only. So right. you, you say your services include master submissive training. So that's not necessarily just this. So you, that's not that's what, not what always, does this got to do? Right. So I don't understand what what healthy I guess, but healthy is takes healthy, a range right. of terms anyway. Finish so anyway, it. so then it goes what into. Can we can we pause also on the, if you're willing oh, yeah, to change we, your food habits? Okay, okay. your uh, addictions, addictions. Okay, allergic, allergic reactions. reactions. Bitch, I How the fuck are you going to change an allergic reaction? Shrimp. How are you going to change that? If you put shrimp in my plate, listen. I so this is for women. So I am only like allergic to shrimp. My sister, if you fed her shrimp, she would die. Listen, but she got to change her. Allergic but she got reaction. to change her allergic reactions. As well as our inflammations, obsessions, compulsions. Um, do you understand what an obsession or a compulsion is? An obsession is uh, fit, healthy, thin, and curvy <laughs> to the exclusion <laughs> of all others and trying to fit some bitches into the mold. And so can I interject here? When you go to the pages, listen, we are all beautiful in the eyes of Absolutely. God. Absolutely. All beautiful in the eyes of God, but sometimes only in the eyes of God. How are you... To let's just assume that we we accept we're going to accept for the sake of this argument that healthy, fit, thin, and curvy is beautiful. So if you are asking for filet mignon, how are you not even going to look like chopped steak? Because I'm waiting. You listen. You I'm, I'm you you already know from this description what these dudes look like, and they do not look. Listen, this ain't no. Um, Jamie, Jamie Dornan or whatever the dude was who was in Fifty Shades of Grey who was about a halfway decent looking dude. First of all, right. neither, none of these dudes are billionaires because, you know, billionaires cover up a whole lot of ugly. Yeah, they do. You know, but they're not billionaires and they don't look like that dude. No. So, but they really. want all of these beautiful women to come and flock to them. This sounds like some old bullshit. But wait. You end up locked in, a, in this fucking dog cage. Wait. Starved to death. But it gets better mm -hmm. because they also say you know, all these uh, inflammations, obsessions, compulsions, et cetera, while learning from us. Mm -hmm. And then they say, and please don't use the genetic excuse. There is no such thing in addictions. There's no such thing in addictions or obesity. As a matter of fact, genes are now known to respond to the internal and external environments you give them. They are not the masters of your fate. You are. That's hotepery right there. Now, That's white hotepery right there. Now, to say baby. that... Your genes respond to an external stimuli? No, girl, that's not how genes work. You, 
may choose to respond to an external stimuli. You may choose to ignore the uh, stimuli of uh, the signals that your genes are expressing, but you can't change what your genes are you doing. You most certainly honey. cannot. But but this I is mean, what you I'm... can do gene therapy, but gene, they ain't talking about gene therapy. Wait, They're listen. not talking about having you go listen. and injecting you with some shit and, you know, getting rid of your uh, sickle cell gene and replacing it with a healthy gene. They ain't talking about all that. They're but, talking about you getting skinny because they say get skinny. And if, shit, if that shit worked, then I'd have, I'd have never been fat. And as a person that goes up and motherfucking down, and I'm still on the upcline at this mm-hmm. particular point, fuck you. That's, that is exactly what my, fuck you. That is my commentary on the Princeton BDSM, fuck you. And this assumes that one wants to be the Ivy League of something. So when I first saw this, I was like, so. Are we still talking about this? Oh, because I just wanted to get this in because I okay. thought it was a cute right, thing. I'm sorry. I, I said the Ivy League of BDSM. So does that mean they pay twice as much for as people do for regular BDSM, but they're half as competent? Thank you. Good night. So as I go on to the next page, um, I've read that. So, OK, right now I'm, I'm trying not to give too much light to this story, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. So, you know, right now we're in the middle of or the beginnings of an impeachment for Trump. Or this, this, this is what we got going on. Mm-hmm. I came across this very interesting article um, in the New York Times and it was online talking about why Trump. Because, listen, we all know he has done some asinine things. He's done some childish things. He's done some thievery. He's done some trickery. He's done some lying. He's done all these all the above. Mm-hmm. Let's keep in mind that he has a cabinet that is set up. And also not just from his cabinet, because Mike Pence is not the first choice of anything for me at all. But there are other things that are coming into play and there are other things that will be affected if this impeachment process, because it is starting, goes through and he is impeached. So this interesting article that I found um, was it was the author was Frank Bruni. And it was in his free weekly newsletter. And it's a very long article, but these are just some of the things I just highlighted from this article because I thought it was just amazing. So it said, from the moment that Trump stepped into the office of the presidency, he has degraded it with words that a president has no business speaking or tweeting, with ceaseless lies, with infantile and often unhinged behavior, with raging conflicts of interest, with managerial ineptitude, with a rapacious ego that's never sated. sated. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And... yeah, you got it. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So that's no, the there we go. back. There we go. And with foreign dealings that compromise America's values, independence, and interests, how can principled lawmakers not tell him in the most emphatic manner available that enough is enough? But there's no way to say what happens now that a formal impeachment um, inquiry has been opened. I'm skipping through and I'm reading part, parts mm-hmm. of this. Any scenario is possible, including one which impeachment re- redounds to Trump's benefit and increases the chances of his reelection because he paints himself as a martyr, eludes conviction in the Senate, frames that as exoneration and watches his fans mobilize and turn out as never before. And a second Trump turn would just be the sadly suboptimal byproduct of a noble stand. It would be disastrous. Now, okay. but hold on now. But while an impeachment p- impact on November 2020 is unknown, is unknowable, its effect on us as a nation is almost certain. A dangerously polarized and office vi- often viciously part- partisan country would grow more so with people on opposing sides 
hunkering down deeper in their camps and clinging harder to their chosen narratives. So these people that you are actually working with that feel that they can come out and say whatever they want to on the sly and trying to get a little bit of base, they're going to wind up doing a little bit more of that. So just keep that in mind. Impeachment should terrify you because it would mean a continued, relentless, overwhelming focus on Trump's lawlessness, antics, fictions, and inane tweets. He would win in the short term and all Americans would lose because as, a, as long as most of the oxygen in Washington is consumed by the ghastly carnival of this barker, there's too little left for the nation's very real problems and for scrutiny of his substantive inadequacy in addressing them. I have thoughts. Do please. you have thoughts? I, 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 please jump in because there's last three pieces I'm going to read. My thoughts are the following. Sometimes you got to kick a little ass to get some respect. Sometimes. So that's to, that's to start. The problem is that, so you know, you know how you deal with a bully? You cannot let a bully keep fucking with you. At some point, you, you got you to gotta be strategic about it. Learn this lesson from a young Dominion. Young Dominion was a lovely, happy, roly-poly, you know, person who didn't seem to let anything bother him. And people assumed that because I didn't like to fight, that I couldn't fight. I was good for taking a punch until it got me in a position where I could get you. Case in, case in point. His name was Bandrew Bummerd, was his name. Bandrew kept pushing me, kept pushing me. He was making fun of me because I was in the seventh grade carrying um, a briefcase. My grandfather had given me that briefcase. I didn't give a fuck what anybody thought about that. Everybody else had a backpack, I had a briefcase, kept all of my books, all of my books in that briefcase. He kept fucking with me. We get on the bus, we get on the bus, we get on the bus, we get on the bus. He keeps pushing me, he's pushing me, he's pushing me, he's pushing me, till there comes a point where I know that if I get his ass, he can't go no further. So I'm, I just let him keep pushing me. Like a couple of times he knocked me down. Kept pushing me, kept pushing me, kept pushing me. I got up and clocked that motherfucker in the head with a briefcase full of books. That was the first time. The last time I got into an actual physical fight, freshman year of high school, dude kept pushing me, kept pushing me, kept pushing me. Waited till we got to the locker room. We all in our underwear now. Very vulnerable time for me because, you know, I hadn't gotten excited and learned to love the skin I was in, you know. So, you know, he's pushing me, pushing me, talking about my about my breasts, my man boobs and, you know, flicking them and wanting to do all of this shit. Waited till he got in that corner. Took that uh, uh, locker door, slammed it into his head like 15, 20 times. So my point is, we have been pushed and we've been pushed. And we've been pushed. And the problem is, is that everybody, we got to put out, keep our eyes on the goal here. Everybody that's on this one side of the coalition don't always agree on everything. We need to put all that other shit aside and move forward on this thing because they're united. They don't all agree on the same shit either, but they're all united in we hate Negroes, we hate gays, we hate Jews, we hate women, we hate trans people. Barack Obama was for all of that and he was black. Let me, 
when when people tell you, you know, I'm I I like Donald Trump because he says what me what he says is that he hates Negroes and foreigners. He says it in ways subtle and overt. Yep. And the people on that side will do anything to keep that man in power, including overlooking, you know, shit that is like blatant in their face. That like if anyone else, if Bill Clinton had did half of it, and we're not even talking about the black president, if Bill Clinton had done half of the shit that this man had done, you know, sucking, getting his dick sucked in the old office would have been the least of his concerns. So that's what their coalition is held together. It's held together around the hatred of certain groups. So all those groups, for better or for worse, need to hold together. And we need to hold our politicians accountable. That's why America is not going to... There's lots of ways to get other shit done while you know the impeachment is not the only thing happening in the whole fucking world. It's only going to happen if we hold... Uh, the leaders in the House and the Senate, the House where we have that well, majority, yeah, because and yeah. the Senate where we could, you know, at any in, moment in another, yeah, in another, we, right. So we have to keep that pressure up on our leaders, and we have to force our leaders to grow the spines that we need them to have. Because if we back down once again, then hell yeah, they're going to feel emboldened. But this man responds negatively to pressure. So you keep fucking up. You he keep, you, we keep apply, apply that pressure. He's going to keep fucking up. And the last thing I'll say on this child, he released that transcript today. Like he was like, I ain't do nothing. And here go this transcript where he literally did exact. He kept saying, I never said Listen. anything to Ukraine. First of all, why the fuck are we asking the Ukraine of all nations? Why are we asking Ukraine to dig up dirt? I understand. I'm not agreeing, but I understand if he had been like, Hey, Russia, I need you to get this he dirt. He did that because he held back. He said that if he didn't, well, he didn't say that. So he, he extorted them. He, basically, he, he extorted them for because he was holding back funding, right, for them. So yeah, I, I know I was just being. Well, no, yeah, no. I'm, yeah. So you well, know, I'm just so literally, he said I never asked him to do anything, and he's literally. This is the this is the redacted transcript of the conversation, and in the redacted transcript, he literally says all the shit that he said he never said. So when we see the actual <laughs> unadulterated call, I can't even believe what's going to be in that. The best. This is, this is an it, an audience of idiots, and they're protected by people who so who are so invested in white supremacy and capitalism that they will do anything to keep this man in power. But we have the numbers. All we need is the will. Right. And we have to force those who we've elected. And even if you didn't vote, you still got to do whatever you, whatever you. Let's change that because your ass needs to vote. Right. But anyway. So that's. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that was it. Um, But so my closing argument is uh, on this is the best picture or thought that I have of this man, Donald Trump, is that caricature, uh, the, not even the caricature, but it is, it is a caricature, but it's the actual balloon of him in a pamper with his, and his little head, little red hair going up to the side. He's looking like a baby. That is the best visualization that I can think of, the best image I can think of for him because that's exactly how he acts, like yeah. a spoiled, pampered child. But that's my, yes. anyway. On to some more positive things. Yes. Today, September the 24th, um... 32 years ago, in 1987, A Different World premiered. Yes. Can you believe that? It's been 32 years? I know, right? 
Like, listen, if you've never watched A Different World, it started off with Lisa Bonet. It was a, a spinoff from The Cosby Show. Yes. Where Lisa Bonet uh, went to college. or the, the She went the, to Hillman. She went to Hillman College. She was Denise Huxtable on the show, on um, the uh, Cosby Show. Yes. And then she wound up going to Hillman. Her first year... That was her... That was both Cliff, uh, Cliff and Claire's alma mater. Yes. <clears throat> and so she was there. She had three roommates... Or was it two? She had two roommates. Phoebe, was that? It was, was that Marissa, Phoebe Cates? Marissa, Marissa Tomei. Tomei. I get them all the confused. Yeah, yeah. Marissa Tomei. Yes. And was Cree her roommate or was she just in the dorm with him? I can't remember. Freddie wasn't even that sh- in the show at first. But she, there was another girl in the, in the dorm Jal- with her. I thought it was Jalisa. Oh, Jalisa, that's right. Yeah, so Jalisa. So it was Marissa and Jalisa. And, and Sinbad and played Lewis. like the Sinbad dawn, was the dorm the father dorm, or whatever. Yeah. And it, so listen, let me be clear. The first season was a little... It was, it was But they rewrote it. And, and, and So the first season, they didn't have Debbie Allen involved. No, they did not. And then after the first season, when they realized this shit wasn't working... Bill Cosby fired all of the people, not fired, but he got rid of like the writing staff and everything, brought in Debbie Allen. Because I don't think Bill Cosby actually went to a black college. Um, I think he was supported. Listen, we're not talking about Bill Cosby now. No, no, no. We're talking about Bill Cosby. He went to like Temple. He went to Temple. But I think, well... I feel like he was a supporter of Morehouse, but I don't think he ever went to an HBCU. He was a big supporter of Temple. I don't know if he went to Temple or not. I, I know he... He went to Temple? I'm pretty uh, sure he didn't go to yeah. an HBCU. No, he didn't. He didn't and go to so HBCU. And so the point was is that they needed somebody who actually went to a black school to lead that show. Yes. Debbie Allen went to Howard University. Yes. Her sister, who don't everybody don't know, Felicia, Felicia Rashad. Rashad with Felicia Ayers Allen. Well, yeah. Debbie Allen, Felicia Ayers Allen, right. both alumni of Har- How- Howard. Howard. Mm-hmm. Howard University. You know, so they were able, she was able to bring in. And Miss Felicia Felicia Allen at that time, mm-hmm. she could dance. Yes. As well. And um, so she brought in an entirely different perspective yes. to the show. And as our brother Elimination was saying earlier, that was responsible for a lot of people between 1987 and 94 when the show went off the air. That's the reason a lot of people went to HBCUs. I know college and HBCUs in general, period. Because, you know, my both of my parents went to Alabama A&M, but it was no way, no way in creation. Uh, I was going to any school in Alabama. Yeah. None, none. Have fun with that. <laughs> none. But uh, I did go to Florida A&M University. And, you know, so I can credit a different world directly with uh, my decision. And I remember my freshman class, it was a lot of people that were like, I'm here. Well, a lot of reasons, but you know, it could also be tied to the positive portrayal of life on an HBCU campus uh, at a different world. Now, the indictment to HBCUs is that and it's not just fam you, but I know a lot of people that was like, my experience at at, at North Carolina A&T, Howard, FAMU, Morehouse, Spellman was not like that at all. Right. Them Negroes was just there to do a job. They weren't like, you know, the janitor who happened to have a couple of dollar, couple of thousand dollars in the bank and when you couldn't pay your tuition, you know, he lent you the money and was like, pay me back whenever, like he did for, what was the black girl's name? Uh, the dark-skinned girl, Kim. Uh, yeah, Kim. Yeah, like he did for Kim, down happened. Girl, if you don't have the money, you out. Yeah, you and know. they were very, listen, for me, and I did not go to HBCU, I went to University of Pittsburgh. Um, and do Quesney. I that was for do, graduate that school. That was for graduate school, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that time frame, it was amazing. It was yeah. absolutely amazing to be a, a, a black kid going away to college 
and be and to come home to these positive images on top of but I'm gonna tell you what actually sold me on college all the way around mm-hmm. was school days of course listen school days I was like bitch we listen. about to go and party and listen. bullshit and have us a good old time that was like every like that was we me, went to, at the same time right that movie came out we were um, in 10th grade was it the 10th grade 10th grade 19 I feel like it was well I didn't go see it until 10th grade it was I feel like it was later than that in fact, it may have come out the summer in between our ninth and tenth grade year, but I think it was. I thought it grade. was tenth. Really? Whenever it was, I just remember my freshman That's year cool. of college. We must have 1988. watched. Nineteen eighty-eight. Okay, I was going to say because I felt like it was later because we must have my freshman year you know of college. I, saw, I remember. I, I know I saw it in tenth grade because I went. It was. It was. It, it started have, build, in nineteen eighty-eight. It couldn't have been, That wasn't tenth grade. That was no, junior year. It was building up. You know, I had to go through like the small film festivals and you know, oh yeah, so that's, yeah and okay. I went to go see it at a very small that's yeah I, I yeah I only yes. saw it in the theater and I remember yes. because like thirty of us went to see it and there was so many of us that we were like sitting in the aisles in the theater to see this you know remember that theater you know that theater in Marlow Heights that's like the yeah. hood theater yeah the used to be the, they, used to, they used to be the joint to go Listen, to I just that went over there the other day to go see something but I, <laughs> like, I got the, pissed off but they anyway. used to be the spot to go to and remember we was we were sitting there watching it and yeah school days my freshman year we used to watch that movie we watched that movie at least February of once, 1988 uh, once a week and I remember it because um, all of the RAs were alphas Okay. And so they were watching, you know, they would turn up the sound, you know, I, I'm doing this for the phone, you know, don't, don't, right. don't need nobody trying to come and calm yourselves. You know, they used to turn up the volume, you know, during that part. And then they, you know, start doing their chants and stuff. I was like, girl, we try, we're trying to watch a fucking movie. Listen. Anyway, so, yeah. But anyway, so shout out to uh, all the stars of that. Cree Summer, Jasmine Guy, Sinbad, Daryl Bell. Jada Pinkett Smith, Dawn Lewis, Jennifer Lewis, Lisa Bonet, Glenn Turman, Kadeem Hardison, Charnell Brown, Marci- Marissa Tore, Loretta Devine, Karen Melina White, and Mary Alice from yes. um, uh, The Matrix. So, uh, um, and there what? were several other people as well because there were several who, who, other. Who, did, who was Loretta Devine? Loretta Devine was on the show for a minute. She actually played. She yeah she played mm-hmm. um, she played the not the mother she wasn't the dorm mother. Actually, yeah, I think she was. She was a dorm mother, and I think then after her, then Jennifer Lewis came in. Well, I don't remember that. Jennifer Lewis. Was I remember Patty. I mean, sorry, De- Jennifer Lewis was the dean because she was walking around like you're on. No, my yeah, that's list. that was Jennifer Lewis, right? Patty Labelle played uh, what's name's mother? Kade, uh, p- played Dwayne's mother. Yes, and was it? Uh, uh, Diane Carroll. It was either Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll, who was uh, Whitley's mother. Yes. 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 So yeah, but it was it was a great and again positive images of black people. It was amazing. So yeah, so, thank you for that. And lastly, we want to give some shout outs. Uh, we want to congratulate our brother Tiger Onyx of Onyx Great Lakes, who is Mr. Michigan Leather 2020. Did you see the uh, picture that Ken Ken posted with the grandbabies and they had they had Tiger's black ass face on this white baby? It was like my grandbaby. It was hilarious. Not at all racist or anything like that it was he was just showing it was his grandbaby it was hilarious okay hilarious and we also want to thank uh say shots give shout outs to our newest brothers of onyx deep south tenacious onyx pusscat onyx or circus onyx and teray blade onyx 
Also, uh, our brothers in Onyx Midwest, congratulations. Uh, our pledges for Onyx Midwest, congratulations. They did their demos. Uh, SoCal Southwest chapter celebrated four, four years. years. Yep. And, um, you know, I'm going to give them a shout out, but I'm also going to throw a little bit of shade. Uh, <laughs> Mufasa Ali on the cover of the Leather Journal. That bitch stole my look. Did you see that? Did you see that bitch in there with that crown cocked at the angle? I was like, and with his arms crossed, I was like, that bitch stole my look. Listen. That bitch stole we my will, we look. Will, we will be on the boat. Uh-huh. Listen. Listen, I won't throw ticket, that listen, I won't throw that bitch off. But listen, I will not throw that bitch but off. But here's what's gonna happen. Your t- your front row tickets to the wet pocketbooks reunion cruise, you might not be in the front row. Now your husband, we're gonna put your him husband, right in the front row. Your husband can come right in the front row. You, you but you might not be in, in the front steerage, row. Steerage, I'm just saying. Way in the back. I'm just saying. Way in the back. And last but not least, um, Onyx Mid Atlantic, our chapter, has actually opened applications for new pledges. So you can go onto our website and actually look at that information. That's www.onyxma.com. And we will look forward to seeing you out there um, and uh, getting to know the brothers. So, but anyway, we've took up a lot of your time on the airways and we are out of time here. So. Uh, the BGK8 show streams live on Wednesdays on VoxWave.com, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific. Episodes are available on YouTube every Friday. You can search for Vox Power 373 and look for the BGK8 show with Dominion the Epic. Currently, we're able to host a live studio audience. If you can't make it and you can't be in our audience, you can always give us a call. The number is 240-719-2560. One more again, that's 240-719-2560. And if you cannot call in and you can't make it and you can't view us online, you can always reach us on all of our social media pages. You can reach me um, at Epic Onyx on Facebook. If If you search for that, you can also find me on Instagram at I am Epic Onyx. And you can find me on Twitter at Epic Onyx One. Dominion, how can I reach you? Uh, at Dom Onyx on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Dom Onyx and www.domonyx.com. So, um, today has been a great show. It has been. Um, it's been, it's always a pleasure being here with you guys. We are going to be out and about. So for the next couple of weeks, you guys are going to catch some reruns. And remember, we won't be back until the 23rd of October. We will have lots more to talk about. I'm going to talk about there might be slight shenanigans in Denver. There's slight. Oh, because I'm only going to be there. We're in Denver. Okay. Yeah, because I'm only going to be there overnight. I was like, because you are set up for shenanigans. There's going to be lots of shenanigans in L.A. And that's even before we get to blackout. When blackout starts, there's going to be shenanigans. And then on the cruise, my slave and my sub are coming. And there's a few other people on the the trip who want to, you know, get their backs broken. So the cruise is going to be shenanigans. I am sitting here with my halo, and I am just, a, as he mentioned earlier about him being a it's ray a of goddamn sunshine. It's a lie. I am the sprinkles of baby's breath from all the cupids that are strumming their harps. Well, on that lie, thank you all for coming out. God bless you, and good night. Mwah. Business owners, looking for a place to advertise your business and promote your products and services? Vox Wave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455.
Voxwave now features a streaming radio media player on our website's front page where local artists can get their music played 24-7. For more information on getting your music in rotation or to perform live at our studio, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455.